It was the early 1900s, and aviation was, all puns intended, just taking off. Flying was still a perilous act filled with mechanical failures and pilot deaths from those who sought to jump out of their failing aircraft. Franz Reichelt was convinced he could change this. Reichelt was an Austrian tailor living in France in the early 1900s and was a man full of confidence and ambition. He was certain he could design a suit that would enable a pilot to fly, or at least float, through the air, much like a parachute, allowing pilots to be saved should their aircraft fail or be damaged in flight. As a knowledgeable and skilled tailor, Reichelt was convinced he had a design that would not only save lives, but bring him some fame and fortune. So confident was he of his knowledge and skills that on Sunday, February 4th, 1912, at 7 a.m., he climbed to the lower platform of the Eiffel Tower in Paris and, before a crowd of onlookers, including over 30 journalists and filmmakers, and wearing his parachute suit, stepped off a stool, over the railing, and showcased his design to the world. Reichelt dropped like a stone, albeit one covered in over 9 kilograms of fabric, plummeting 57 meters to the ground and to an untimely death. In 1961, 49 years after Reichelt's death and long after the parachute had been perfected, air travel was common and safe, John F. Kennedy stood before a joint session of Congress and confidently proclaimed that the United States would put a man on the moon within a decade. This, despite having hardly any rockets at the time that would sustain liftoff to orbit, never mind visit the Earth's closest relative. Before the decade was out, NASA had successfully landed two manned missions to the surface of the moon and would have many more after that. Whether you're flopping off a tower or reaching for the moon, confidence plays a big role in making things happen. Hi, I'm Dr. Cameron Norman. For over 25 years, I've worked with nonprofits, healthcare, government, and companies to help them to innovate, learn, create change, and assess the impact of what they do. This is Sensemaking, the innovation podcast, where we explore all of these topics and help you make changes happen by design. Today, we look at the role of confidence. Confidence is a sense of trust and hopefulness attached to our actions and the goals we have for what we want to accomplish. It is one of the pillars of behavior change, but as we've just heard, it can lead to both success and to failure. Confidence works through two pathways, observational learning and experience. In most cases, these two things go hand in hand. Observational learning is those things that we gain from watching others and from studying other sources like reading or watching videos. If we see others doing something, we can pay attention to the techniques, the mindsets, tools, or situations that enable us to do what it is that we just saw. Experience is built from the attempts made at the very thing we want to do or to change and the integration of feedback from those attempts into future learning. 
Without this learning, it's really unlikely you will build any type of confidence. And both of these things can work in surprising ways, particularly when it comes to doing innovation or doing something new, because it often means we don't have the experience starting out. So we often have to incorporate our experience with an ability to learn from observation. And what it means is that we may end up finding ourselves with two different strategies of thinking that can either limit us or enable us to succeed. The first of these is something called imposter syndrome. And that is a non-clinical term for a set of thoughts and feelings that many of us experience who might have achieved some type of success but might not feel they deserve it or maybe in the wrong place. I know I've certainly been in a situation where I think, how did I get among all these other people who are so accomplished and yet I'm in the same room? This is a situation where we lack the confidence that might be appropriate to our situation, but yet we don't seem to have fully integrated it. Now, an alternative to that is something we often call fake it till you make it. And that's where we're genuinely unqualified, but we act as if we are. Now, this can actually work and be actually quite useful if done responsibly, because it opens up to gaining experience in doing something as long as we keep humility in check and understand what the limits of our experience or knowledge really are. So what it means is we may not know the answers or have the skills, but we're proceeding as if we did. And in the process of doing that, build experience to be able to be successful. These illustrate another feature of confidence, which is self-awareness. Now, self-awareness is our ability to stand apart from ourselves and see ourselves as others might, and also allow us to be more dispassionate in our appraisal of our skills and abilities, maybe seeing them better than we normally would think of, or maybe seeing them in a way that actually puts them into a better context with others. Without self-awareness, we can't know the degree that we actually know or have skills in something, which is really what fuels confidence. We also won't know how to question something or accept changes in having to build the skills or abilities to also further increase confidence. Having both allows us to adapt. And as we'll hear from this first scene from the original Men in Black film, that can be kind of important. 1,500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was the center of the universe. 500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was flat. And 15 minutes ago, you knew that people were alone on this planet. Imagine what you'll know tomorrow. So what can we take away from our understanding of confidence? First of all, confidence is best paired with humility and curiosity. NASA was curious about the discovery about what it would take to get to the moon. And they knew they had much to learn in doing that. Franz Reichelt was convinced he had the answer and sought to prove it. And we know how those two stories ended. Secondly, different perspectives are important. Our confidence can't exist in a vacuum. We need feedback from those around us, whether direct or indirect, through observation and concerted, attentive feedback. That's critical to improving our performance, getting ourselves up to a level that we want and that other people see that we need or are able to achieve. This is why NASA was successful in putting a man on the moon. They had many different perspectives and they engaged in feedback gathering. 
Third, know thyself. Take feedback in, assess it against your values and belief, and see how it fits. By being humble, bold, and open to feedback, that fits with our values and goals. We can create the confidence to take action. So that's confidence, a powerful strategy and tool for change making. In future episodes, we're going to be looking at the role of confidence, how it's built, maintained, and how it manifests in innovation work and makes things happen. This is Sensemaking, the innovation podcast. Thank you for listening. And for more information about this or change making in general, check us out on the web at www.sensemaking. That's sense with a C, making.com. I'm Dr. Cameron Norman. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to spending another coffee break with you again soon. Sense Making the Innovation Podcast is a production of Sense Limited. Sense specializes in helping organizations create change, strategize, and demonstrate their impact on the world. Visit them at www.sensewithac.ca. And for more information about Sense Making, the podcast, or just learning more about change making, Go to www.sensemaking.com. What's wrong with being? What's wrong with being? What's wrong with being confident? Uh-huh. What's wrong with being? What's wrong with being? What's wrong with being?